bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otterville. And now, today's word. I'm going to preach on a message I've titled, Keep Moving. Keep Moving. Everybody say, Keep Moving. If you're going to end this year in style, you've got to keep moving. And we're going to look at the journeys of the children of Israel from Egypt to the Promised Land. And we're going to learn some lessons from their experiences. The story of Israel as they move from Egypt to the promised land is a story of movement. They keep moving and moving and moving. And, uh, and this year you have to keep moving. And not only for this time, but for the rest of your life, you have to learn to keep moving. Because if you don't move, you are stuck where you are. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Numbers. And we're going to look at Numbers chapter 33 and verses 1 to verse 9. Numbers chapter 33, verse 1 to 9. It captures in a summary form the movement of the children of Israel up to a point. Not the entire movement, but movement up to a point. Numbers chapter 33 and verses 1 to nine. Are you ready? Are you there? Okay. I'm trying to inspect your Bibles. Okay, let's hear the reading of God's word. These are the journeys of the children of Israel who went out of the land of Egypt by their armies under the hand of Moses and Aaron. Now Moses wrote down the starting points of their journeys at the command of the Lord. I want you to underline that phrase, Moses wrote down the starting points of their journeys. And these are their journeys according to their starting points. They departed from Ramses in the first month, on the 15th day of the first month, on the day after the Passover. That the children of Israel went out with boldness in the sight of all the Egyptians. I want you to underline, they went out with boldness in the sight of all the Egyptians. For the Egyptians were burying all their firstborn whom the Lord had killed among them. Also on their gods the Lord had executed judgments. Then the children of Israel moved from Ramses and camped at Succoth. And they departed from Succoth, and they camped at Etham, which is on the edge of the wilderness. And they moved from Etham, and they turned back to Pi-Harihoth, which is the east of Baal-Hephon. And they camped near Migdol. And they departed from Harihoth, and passed through the mist of the sea, underline, passed through the mist of the sea, into the wilderness, went three days' journey in the wilderness of Etham, and camped at Marah. Underline, camped at Marah. And they moved from Marah and came to Elim. At Elim, 
there were 12 springs of water and 70 palm trees. So they camped there. Underlying at Elim, there were 12 springs of water and 70 palm trees. So they camped there. Now, this is not the end of the narrative of their journey. But in these nine verses, you see a lot of movement. They move from one place to the other and keep moving and keep moving and keep moving and keep moving. The story of the movement of Israel is the story of the movement of people. When you set out in life, you're not just going to set out from one point and end the next day at your destination. But in between where you start and where you end, there is going to be a lot of movements. A lot of movements. Movements from place to place. Movement from town to town, from house to house, from one state to the other, from one situation to the other. Movement spiritually, movement mentally. I remember when my wife and I got married, we moved so many times. In the first three or so years, we had moved, I think, into four different houses. Sometimes we stayed in a place for just a few months, and then we had to move and keep moving and moving. I think as of now, we have moved probably about eight times in our married life. I think we are almost getting settled. But you can never tell. You keep moving and moving and moving. It's the story of life. Some of you have moved in life probably about 20 times. In the olden days, well, not the olden days, but in the past, our parents did a lot of movement. Uh, especially if your parents were in the services, either police people or teachers. They moved uh, almost every year. And, and, and somehow it seemed as if there was an attempt to take people throughout the whole nation. So you start from wherever you start. Maybe you start from Takwa, and then you are in Obuase, and then you are in Kintampo, and then you are in Wale Wale, then you are in Bole, then you are in Boku. Uh, hopefully there will be no war by the time you get there. Uh, and, and then you go on to Navrongo, and then you go up to Laura, and you go to Tumu, and then you come down, and then you go through some of the Ashanti, go through Eastin, uh, hopefully, uh, Volta region, uh, Greater Accra, Central region, and end up back where you started. So, probably in a year, uh, or in a career of 30 years, you find people moving to about 12 stations, sometimes 15 stations keep moving and moving and moving. Uh, These times, a lot of people don't move. People don't move as much as uh, they did in those days. But life is, is, is made up of movement. And if you are afraid to move, you would not make progress. And we see in the story of Israel that they were always moving. As a matter of fact, that the, the name that was given to the children of Israel was Hebrews. People call them Hebrews. Hebrews simply means strangers. They were always moving. They never settled anywhere. Their name became synonymous with movement. They were strangers constantly on the move. 
Maybe you feel like a Hebrew in life. Always a stranger, always moving. But movement is not negative. Movement is positive. And I'm going to show you five things from the passage we just read that will help you to keep moving and making progress. The first thing we note in the story of Israel in their movement, the first point is that they took note of their starting points. If you're going to see progress in your life, you have to take note of your starting points. In verse 2, the Bible says, Now Moses wrote down the starting points of their journeys at the command of the Lord. He always noted, this is where I started from. That's interesting. Not only the starting point, but the starting points. Anytime they settle somewhere, he noted, on this day, at this time, we settled here. And anytime we are moving, he took note of the conditions they were starting in so he could determine their progress. If you're going to appreciate your movement, you have to do what Moses did. You have to take note of your starting point. Why do you have to take note of your starting point? Because it helps you to measure your progress and to appreciate how far God takes you. For many of us, if we look at this year 2009, we'll say, well, the year has gone very fast, and it has. Some will say, well, I, don't, I can't even see what I've achieved, and sometimes you may not. Some will say, this is a wasted year, and sometimes you may feel that way. But the reason you feel that way is because you didn't take note of your starting point. And because you don't take note of your starting point, you cannot appreciate how far you have come. Because you see, in life, you start from one point. You aim at another point. In between, there is a distance. And sometimes you look at yourself and you have not arrived at where you intended to arrive. And so you say, I have not made progress. But as much as you have not arrived at where you intended, you are also not where you used to be. You have made progress. You are in transition. You are not where you used to be. You are not where you want to be. But you are making progress. And so Moses, anytime they started, would write a note indicating their starting point. So he can measure progress. A lot of you have made progress this year, but you can't measure it because you, can't, you didn't take note of your starting point. 11 months ago, where were you? Or some of you can look at your life and you say, 11 months ago, I was not married, but I'm married. 11 months ago, I had no job. I have a job now. 11 months ago, I was worried about my health, but now I'm, hell, I'm healthy, I'm strong. 11 months ago, oh, I was worried about where the next meal was coming from. Today, I'm not worried about that. 11 months ago, my parents were giving me problems. 
but we solved that problem in june somehow and there is peace in their family 11 months ago you were somewhere that was your starting point and god has brought you another distance you have not arrived yet but you have made some progress and you can never know the progress you make until you take note of your starting points. That's what Moses did. He wrote down the starting points. He had been told they were going to the promised land. They were not in the promised land, but they have moved from Ramses and they are in Sokoth. Sokoth is not the promised land, but it's not Ramses either. They are not in the promised land, but they've moved from Sokot, and they are somewhere else. They haven't arrived yet, but they are making progress. I'm just here to let you know, although you think much has not happened, a lot has happened. Take note of your starting points, because it helps you to appreciate and to measure how far God has brought you. Without landmarks, it is impossible to appreciate the progress made. Anytime I travel by air, I'm amazed at distance. You just go in the air. You don't know whether it's, except the sun is shining, you can't tell which is east and which is west. When the sun is shining, I know you, at least you know it starts from the east and goes to the west. But if you're traveling at night, you look out of the window and it's darkness. And you keep going. And, and you believe you are heading to London. But you don't know. You could be headed to Afghanistan. You could be headed to Iraq. You could be headed in the wrong direction. You could be headed in the opposite direction. Why can't you tell where you are going? Because there is no landmarks. You can't tell. But on land, when you are traveling, from here, Accra to Kumasi, at least... You get to Insawam, you know I've made progress. You get to Suhum, I've made some more progress. You get to uh, Chebi, I've made some progress. You get to Enyinem, I've made some progress. You get to Nkoko, I've made some progress. You get to Konongo, oh, I'm almost there. How do you know you're making progress? Because you can measure from the starting point and you can tell your movement. Make it a habit to write down your starting points. Because it helps you to see how far God has brought you. Remember not to settle until you reach your destination. Yes, note your starting point. But when you move and the place you move to is not the place of your final destination, don't stop. No matter the progress you make, keep your eyes fixed on the place God promised you. There will be many bus stops along the way. But always keep moving until you arrive where God called you to be. And for us Christians, the place God called us to be is not just an earthly achievement. But finally, it's our heavenly reward. Because it's not just making it here on earth. But finally, making it to heaven. And that is our final destination between then and now we're going to make progress you buy a house you buy a land you educate your children you do all these things these are all steps but they are ending finally 
in your promised land with the Father. Remember never to settle. Never settle. Know your starting point. Measure your progress. But don't let any measurement of progress make you feel so good about yourself that you abandon the journey altogether. That's point number one. We learn from Israel that you note your starting point. The second thing we note from the journey of Israel, which we discover from Moses, is that you must be able to take off in the sight of your enemies. Take off, move, even if your enemy is looking on. The verse 3 says, The children of Israel went out with boldness in the sight of all the Egyptians. That, that is quite a formidable statement. It gives you the impression the Egyptians were looking on, they were angry, they were upset, they, 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 were, they were in a bad mood. But Israel still moved. Because you don't only make progress when people are happy around you. You also make progress when people don't want you to make progress. You must learn to take off in the presence of your enemies. And how do you do that? Don't be intimidated by the presence of enemy forces. Israel left Egypt under the angry watch of the Egyptians. You may never have the encouragement of those around you when you move on in your journey. Some will issue you with threats. Some will depress you with stories of their failures. Some will hate you for even thinking that you can move from where you are. Some will think you don't have what it takes. Some will think you don't have the talent. Some will think you cannot do without them. But whilst they are watching you move, Israel says, you may not like us. We know you are angry. We see fire in your eyes, but we are still moving. You wish us dead, but we are still moving. We, we, you wish that we are destroyed, but we are still moving. The Bible says they move boldly. It qualifies the movement. It was a bold move. Why? Because the people watching them could easily have frightened them. Pharaoh was angry. His son has just died. The generals were angry. They were burying their dead. And Israel is moving. And the people are angry. The people are upset. The people don't like it. But they are moving. I'm just here to tell you, move anyhow. If you don't get the permission, move anyhow. If people are angry with you, move anyhow. If some of us had stopped to wait for approval from people, we wouldn't be able to get to how far we are. If we had stopped to get permission from people, we wouldn't move. Because people are going to tell you, why are you moving? Don't you like here? Are you saying we are not the best? Why do you want to move from this neighborhood? Why do you want to move from this house? You've got to learn to move. Whether they like it or not. In life, you don't die where you were born. You were born one place, but die in another place. Don't die in the house you were born in. Make a movement. Make a movement. That was your parents' house. Move into your own house. 
you have to move you've got to move and when you're moving the people may not like it everybody language of theirs tells them tells you they hate you because they are stuck you know and human beings like company when they are stuck at the bottom they want company at the bottom when they are not moving they want people who are not moving when they are at the back they want people to be at the back so if you think of moving just thinking that annoys them you just try when you have been born in a family house and all your siblings are in that family house you just try to think of buying land and just the fight sometimes you even buy the land secretly because you don't want them to know you've bought land sometimes you build your house quietly because you don't want them to know and the sad thing is sometimes you build the house but you cannot move in because you are afraid of how they will react if you are afraid of people's reaction you never make progress they may not like it but move on anyhow move get on with your life get on with your life don't wait move on with your life it's your life and move on with it if you make mistakes it must be your own mistakes it must not be your father's mistake it must not be your mother's mistake it must not be your auntie's mistake make your own mistakes and learn from them but move anyhow but as you move remember that God's protection surrounds you by day and by that night for the Israelites their confidence was in the fact that God had protected them in the past God made a distinction between them and the Egyptians they were in Goshen they had light Egypt had darkness the angel of death passed over them none of them died the Egyptians died and so they reasoned if God can protect us from death and God can protect us from darkness then he can protect us from the stairs of the Egyptians the same God who kept you alive to now if he could protect you up to now why do you think he can protect you into the new year if God can help you up to this point why do you doubt what he can do with you next year if God can raise you to the point you are why do you think this is the best he can do you have to move and as you move remember you cannot stop people from being angry you can't stop people from hating you it's futile those who hate you will hate you and hate you well they will hate you with a passion they will hate you with all their spirit their soul their body their intestines they pray for you to die there are people when they go to church and they say shall we pray you are the prayer topic they are praying against you they are praying that that building you are building will collapse on your head they are praying that as you travel you have accident but the devil is a liar you will not have an accident you will not die but you shall live to declare the glory of God some people are praying that you lose your job you will not lose your job some people are praying that you'll be disgraced you will not be disgraced because the one who kept you from the angel of death will continue to keep you he has brought you this far not to disappoint you but to honor you the Lord 
is a faithful God. Israel went out boldly in the sight of the Egyptians. May you go boldly in the sight of your enemies. The psalmist reminds us that God will prepare a table before us in the presence of your enemies. God never prepares a table until they are enemies. So pray that you have enemies because you need them in order to have a table prepared before you. Take off boldly in the sight of your enemies. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebill, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebill. Email otebill at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.